welcome to Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme recorded live in Boise, Idaho. I'm your host, Jody Eichelberger. This episode is from a new show, Story Story Porch Night, in which we set up a porch in downtown Boise to hear stories from a new perspective. The evening is inspired by a collaboration with photographer Michelle Bliss, showcasing a pair of compare-contrast photographs featuring local families on their front step. Bliss took the first photo at the start of the pandemic and the second image about one year later. In this episode, we hear from Jamie Hogue, members of the Betabom family, Margot Taylor, and Allison Roper. It's story time from our porch. Jamie Hogg. It's a little chilly and it's kind of late for a school night, but here we are. Um, well, first I wanted to thank Jody for putting this on and inviting us all to be together. And then of course, Michelle, uh, Thank you for the portraits. Um, when my husband Andy told me about the opportunity, I was like, heck yes. Yes, come, family photographs, free, yay, come over. Um, and it turned into something even more wonderful than we could have even imagined. Uh, my in-laws, in fact, they were taking a look at our black and white photos and our color photos, and they made mention and noticed, you know, you look a little stressed in the in the black and white photos. Um, but, but in the colored ones, you look really mature. And I thought, that's such a lovely way to say how much we've aged this past year. So check our photo out. We also got a little fluffier. Um, <laughs> my name's Jamie Hogue. Um, well, that's probably Jamie Jamie Hogg all the time. I mean, the, yeah, it's, you know, I'm used to it now. I embrace it, Jay Hogg. Um, and this is my 14th year of teaching. I'm a teacher, just like Erin, wherever she was. Yeah, I teach third and fourth grade, uh, so a little bit different. Um, and, you know, I've had some tricky years over the past 14 years teaching at title schools and whatnot. Um, but I don't think anything compared to this past year or past two years are currently right now. Um, uh, Aaron mentioned earlier that Friday the 13th, that date stands out in my mind. I think it was 2020. And I remember people whispering in the hallways saying, well, you better have the kids get their stuff and like make sure they take everything home. And my mom's texting me, go to Costco, get toilet paper, get rice, get everything you can. And I was thinking, well, really? And lo and behold, by Monday, we were shut down, um, which we still didn't believe it by then because we had spring break following. So we thought, well, okay, we get an extra long spring break. This is great. Um, but that didn't happen. Uh, during spring break, we went and ransacked the entire school and found every single laptop and Chromebook we could imagine. And we labeled it and we scanned it and we made sure that all 600 of our students had one in this big, long, drive-through car, pick up your chrome and hotspot. So exciting, kids. Come have online school. It's gonna be all that you dreamed of. It was not my favorite at all. Um, but for those of you at work for, I'm really glad, and we still have the boss, Boise Online School, if you wanna do that. Uh, let's see, I had a couple notes on here, sorry. I didn't memorize all of it. Um, so, uh, 
So here we are. We started teaching online for the first time. We had no idea really what we were doing. Um, and we learned a lot about each other. I thought I knew these kids this year because we'd had them all year. But when we were in their house, in their homes, it was, it was a depth that I, I didn't know could ever, could ever be reached. Uh, we knew pets' names. I knew the ducks. I knew the dogs. I knew the kitties. Uh, oh, axolotl, is that a reptile? Like, there's something about, yes, so that. Um, and then, like I said, we knew the siblings, and we had one gal that whenever she had to use the restroom or go do something, she would just strategically place her sister right in front, who looked exactly like her, by the way. And I'd be like, Michelle, Ginny, good to see you. Thanks for replacing her. That's wonderful. Um, we knew it was her nap time, and they loved taking us everywhere. We went on car rides, you could tell. There was like a little brother in the seat next to him, and they're just listening, and Google Hangout, or whatever it was. But things really drew the line when the Chromebooks went into the bathroom. So we had to talk about that, and we had a couple emergency end phone calls, because <laughs> shower time is not supposed to be shared. And this is something that we were all learning together as eight and nine-year-olds and also a teacher that had never taught online before. Since then, we do have an end-all call. And I also did have students fall asleep, Aaron, like really had to call parents and say, listen, like I cannot end today's school day unless you get this student to hang up. And that was a little embarrassing. But it was, uh, it was another level. And they learned a lot about technology. Um, oh, and then about a month later, Idaho Public Television reached out because there were a lot of students that didn't have the opportunity to have internet, and we didn't have hotspots. And they thought, let's put on, let's get some teachers from Idaho and put on some authentic lessons and have some teachers teach these kids. So I was like, hey, and then I told my husband and convinced him hey, you want to do this? And I convinced my co-teacher, Beth, I was like, hey, do you want to do this? And they reluctantly said yes. And it turned out to be such a great experience. And we started putting lessons together. And we're like, all these kids are going to be able to watch their teachers on TV. It's going to be so cool. Until we got started. And we realized, wow. So much of our teaching it relies on student response. How oh, we don't have any kids. You know, usually you, you post a question and you wait for the response and then that guides your lesson and we had nothing. We were staring at a camera screen of ourselves, blinking. Because, um, of course, we were not. We were not, we were calling each other, Beth. We were just, right? We were on the computers together. So we decided, let's make some students. And we got some stuffed animals out. And I really wish I would have brought him, Jody. I really wish my husband was here too, because he was the voices of all of them. So he wanted me to reenact this. So we had Badger. Is that the right one? Badger. Mouse. And Dragon. So we just asked questions. Hey, Dragon, where do you see parallel lines in your house? And Dragon went, I see parallel lines in the window. Nice job, Dragon. Thanks so much for that input. Mouse, what about you? Well, my mom's at the cheese factory, and 
I see parallel lines on the tables that she serves her dessert on. And, you know, I heard later on that the IPTV director spit out his coffee when he saw her episodes. <laughs> but at least they were memorable, right? Maybe a kid learned something. <laughs> um, and then, of course, that leads me to what Aaron was talking about. Our, our school year, our, our following school year in the fall, we were all like, yes, we're vaccinated, we can all go back to school. And one day before, we found out we were virtual. And then we were hybrid. And then we were virtual. And then we were hybrid. And then we came back to school. And it was great. So if you see a teacher or a student or a parent, hug them or don't hug them. Air high five them because they survived this past year. Um, yeah, I know. Everyone here. And we're still doing it right now. So, um, oh, on top of that, uh, we also had our first child. I forgot that. That was kind of. So, we had a baby. Um, yeah, and you know, we didn't really know the difference between COVID and having a baby because having a newborn feels a lot like being on an island. You just are alone anyhow. You already have the sanitizer. You're already following people around saying, no, 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 wash your hands before you touch the baby. So we, we kind of felt prepared in a way. And, and even to this day, we look at each other and think, is this COVID? Is this normal? Is this, is this just being a new parent? What's the difference between being a new parent and COVID lockdown? I don't know. So maybe we'll find out later. Maybe we'll be able to have another kid not in COVID, and I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I do have to say that when we first had our, our child, it was not the experience that we were expecting. Uh, in the photo, Vera is so cute. She's this little chubby six-month-old. Um, but prior to that, I, I was not very excited about having a child. And I was expecting to hold her in my arms, and I was expecting to feel connected with her and have this dream, and, and it didn't happen. And I started having really morbid thoughts. And if many of you mothers know, come to find out I had postpartum depression. And there was a lot of guilt involved. And I felt like a bad mom. And I felt like I was stuck. And I have to say that it was her that made me reach out for my mental health for the first time. Um, and so I got on medication. And I was breastfeeding and up all night and all of the things that you do. And so, yes, you're right, Dan, I was really stressed. We were really stressed in those black and white photos. Um, but then postpartum, three months turned into six months, turned into a year, turned into two years, and I'm still being medicated for supposed postpartum depression. Um, and I think it was just a Band-Aid for um, anxiety and depression that I already had before. And thank goodness, I sought out help before COVID because I don't think I could have held it together. I saw a lot of teachers quit. I saw a lot of teachers take a year off. I see teachers now not wanting to come back. I see people just in general. I just spent most of my day with teachers. Um, and, 
And I just looked back at that, and at the time I thought, I'm such a failure. I had to take this medicine to feel better. And now I think, thank goodness I did that, because now my daughter knows what it's like to have a happy mom. And my, my kids know that their teacher can be there for them and stand up for them um, and, and, and not falter. And I didn't realize that I had any of those issues or problems because if you are someone with anxiety and depression, then you don't realize you're having it. It just is who you are. But it's not normal to be worried about what's going to happen or if the world's going to end. I knew the medication was working when the earthquake happened. <laughs> First of all, we ran into the bathtub with the baby and then realized that was a tornado. <laughs> so then we got out of the bathtub and under the, is it a threshold? I think that's where we were supposed to be, but by that time it was over. Um, but I didn't freak out and normally that would have been a really long episode of coping. Um, so I'm happy to be able to <laughs> cope now and speak in front of you. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it's not over yet, by the way. I mean, we do look happier and fluffier in, uh, in our color photos, but COVID is still around. I, I'm thinking, Michelle Bliss, maybe around three. Maybe we should go one more year. Uh, I wish my, my husband and daughter were here, but they are sick right now. Um, and something that we, we learned is that there's a, there's a new normal, um, that everything changes. That's just it. Everything changes. We have to get used to it. We have to have grace with one another and, um, and be kind. I want to try a mirror, Beth, before I end. Do you think I should? Okay. So I do this mirror thing in school. And I put my hands out like this, and I say mirror, and then the kids mirror me, which you will be our, look, we got kids now, we got students. Uh, and then you mirror back, and then whatever I say, you repeat. Okay, are you ready? Okay, well, you're already ready. You gotta wait for me. Okay, here we go. Ooh. Mirror. mirror. Self-compassion. Self-kindness. Mindfulness and common humanity. And I think that's where it starts. So if we think we can start there, then I think we can get through anything. And that's my story. We're featuring some members of this beautiful family back behind me, the Bedou Bombs. And some of the stories will be translated from French into English. And so we have this wonderful translator, Nicola. The first member of the family who is going to speak, please welcome, Geraldine. I'd like to greet all of you. So I don't have all that much to say to you tonight, but there are a few things I'd like to tell you um, specifically about what happened during lockdown. 
ce qui s'est passé pendant le couvre-feu était que pendant qu'on a pris la photo qui était sur blanc et noir, il y avait plein de choses qui sont passées dans ma famille. So on the black and white photo, a lot of things had just been happening in my family. Dans cette photo, quand je vois ça, ce qui me rappelle sur la photo est que il y avait le petit frère de ma maman, il était malade en Afrique et puis on nous a appelé et puis vraiment c'était tellement grave et puis voilà. So one of the things that had happened when we took that black and white photo is that my mother's little brother was very sick back in Africa and we had just gotten that phone call and we knew he was very poorly. So that was one of the things that was hard. Donc après cette année et quand je vois la photo qui était en couleur, vraiment euh, je pense qu'il y avait beaucoup de choses qui ont changé pendant le moment où on a pris la photo de couleur. And when I look now at the colored photo, I can really see a lot of things that have changed since that black and white photo in this year. Et puis, à travers la photo qui n'était pas avec la couleur et la photo qui a la couleur, j'aime bien la photo qui a la couleur parce qu'il y a vraiment beaucoup de choses qui se sont améliorées dans notre famille. And when I see the black and white photo and the color photo, I really love the color photo because there's so many things that are much better for my family this, this time around. Donc, le pourquoi est-ce que j'aime cette photo est parce que mon oncle, il a récupéré, maintenant il se sent bien et puis voilà. Donc, euh, c'est ce qui fait en sorte que j'aime bien la photo. And so, for example, my uncle is much better now. Um, so he's recuperated and that's one of the things that when I look at the colored photo, I just love that because that's a good thing that's changed for us. Et puis voilà, j'aime aussi la photo parce que j'aime bien la couleur, comme par exemple, mes cheveux ils sont coloriés en rouge, donc ce qu'il faut aussi que j'aime bien la couleur. And also, I love the color photo because I just love lots of colors, and like you can see my hair, I love lots of colors, and so that's another reason why I like that picture. Donc voilà, puisque j'ai vraiment pas beaucoup de choses à dire, j'aimerais juste euh, remercier euh, Michel pour, pour cette occasion. Et que tout le monde passe une bonne soirée. And I hope everyone's having a great evening. Thank you. Now we're going to invite another member of the family to come up, Cécile. Je m'appelle Cécile. My name is Cécile. Je suis centrafricaine. And I'm, a, I'm from a Central African Republic. Et je me suis réfugiée au Cameroun. And I became a refugee through Cameroon. Et j'étais ici en 2018. I came here in 2018. J'ai fait seulement un an et le COVID I basically lived here for one year and then COVID hit. Et j'étais un peu malheureuse. I was pretty sad parce que je n'ai pas beaucoup duré ici et la maladie est venue brusquement because um, I really hadn't lived here very long yet when um, the disease hit et je suis très contente parce que même dans le covid il y a les gens qui nous soutiennent toujours and but I am so thankful and happy because even during covid so many people came and supported us bien sûr on est à la maison mais on se We were stuck at home like everyone, but we were able to at least speak to people on the telephone. 
But one of my sons had arrived in the U.S. before me. He was living in Boston at the time. La première photo, je ne suis pas très contente parce que mon fils est loin de nous. And in that first photo, that son who was living in Boston was still so far away from us. Et la deuxième photo, je suis contente parce que mon fils est retourné ici, mais pas totalement contente. And in the second picture, I'm really happy because my son, that son, is there with us, but I'm not completely happy either. Je ne suis pas contente parce que j'ai encore une fille là-bas au Cameroun. Because I still have one of my daughters who's still a refugee in Cameroon. Et elle a deux enfants, mais j'attends toujours qu'ils sont malades. Um, and uh, she has two young children, and I'm just waiting for them because they're sick all the time, they're very poorly. Et merci parce que dans le COVID, Dieu nous garde toujours en bonne santé. But I also have to thank God because he has kept us healthy all this time. J'ai le problème de santé, mais je remercie mon Dieu parce qu'aujourd'hui, je suis parmi vous. And even if I have health problems, I thank God because I'm here with you today. Je suis très contente parce que l'Église nous soutient et j'ai aussi mon conseiller qui me soutient tous les jours. And I am so grateful because our church is always supporting us, as is my counselor, who, who's there for me all the time. Et mon interprète ici devant vous, il, elle a travaillé avec nous très longtemps. And my interpreter who's here today has been working with us for a long time as well. Même parmi le COVID, elle vient toujours à la maison, elle nous aide tout le temps, et je remercie beaucoup pour tout ce qui nous aide pendant la maladie. And even during COVID, she continued to work with us and everyone continued to help us, so I want to thank her a lot and done a lot. Et ma souci maintenant, c'est parce que ma fille est encore là-bas et je prie seulement si Dieu peut l'amener aussi ici parmi nous, je serai très contente. And now I just pray to God and I wait for my daughter to be able to come from Cameroon and join us here and then I will be really happy. Vraiment, l'Afrique c'est très dur, mais on ne pense même pas qu'on va arriver ici, mais c'est pas la grâce de Dieu qui nous a amené ici en Amérique. Africa is so hard. Life in Africa is so hard. We don't think it's ever going. We're ever going to make it here. But when we come here with grace, with God's grace, we make it, and we're thankful. Et il y a beaucoup de gens qui nous aiment ici, qui nous aident par toutes les moyens. And there are so many people who love us here and help us in every means possible. Mon histoire est trop longue, mais je ne peux pas vous raconter tout. Je peux m'arrêter comme ça et je remercie tous les gens qui sont ici présents. My story is really too long to tell, but so I'll have to stop there. But I want to thank everyone and everyone who's here tonight and to be here. Okay, j'ai fini. Je salue tout le thank monde. Thank you. I greet all of you. Now we're going to invite Blaise. Papa Blaise. Je salue tout le monde. I greet all of you. Merci à vous et merci à, à notre chef qui est en train de nous guider. <laughs> Thank je you. suis très content de, de le voir et je vous, je, je vous félicite en même temps aussi. I am delighted to see all of you. I'm decided to, lead, uh, to see the boss here who's uh, brought us all together as well tonight. And uh, I, yeah, I'm happy to see you all. La fille qui a parlé, c'est ma fille, c'est mon enfant. The young lady you saw is my daughter. La femme qui a parlé ici aussi, c'est mon épouse. And then the woman you saw is my wife. 
On a sept enfants. We have seven children. Avec deux petits-fils. And two grandchildren. Mais les deux petits-fils et leur maman, ils sont restés au Cameroun. But the two grandchildren are in Cameroon with their mother. Parce que le séjour qu'ils sont là-bas au, 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 au Cameroun, vraiment, ça me dégoûte. Ça me travaille très, très, très mal. And it's uh, very painful and it hurts me a lot to think about them still stuck over there. C'est ça qui fait que... Ma maladie fait que continuer toujours. And this also affects my health, which gets worse and worse. Dès mon arrivée ici au, en Amérique, je suis tombé malade dans l'avion en France. I um, on my way over here on the airplane between France and here, I et, became very sick. Et jusqu'à présent, je suis l'opération et, et la deuxième opération, ça va passer vers le mois de octobre. And I've had an operation, and I have another one coming up in October. Alors, quand je vous vois comme ça, vraiment, ça me plaît. Je suis tellement, tellement fier. So when I see you all, you don't know how happy I am, and I am bursting with joy and pride. Parce que la maladie est venue comme virus. Ça nous a dispersé, ça nous a tué, et heureusement, malheureusement, et nous les autres, nous sommes encore vivants. On remercie à Dieu toujours. So when this horrible disease came and it pulled people apart and it hurt so many and killed so many, but we're still here and we need to thank God and God's grace that we're here. Et Dieu ne laisse pas ses enfants mourir comme ça. God will take care of his children. Voilà notre maman de l'église. Elle s'appelle Madame Jo. Here's our church mother, Mrs. Jo. Elle est ici avec son mari. She's here with her husband tonight. Tous les jours, n'importe quelle heure, la nuit, elle vient toujours avec la nourriture pour nous donner à la maison. Every day, no matter what, day or night, she comes and brings us things, um, food, anything we need to our house. Elle n'a pas peur de, de, de cette maladie-là. She's not even scared of this disease. Elle vient nous visiter tous les temps. She comes and visits us all the time. Je remercie à l'église. And I want to thank our church as well. L'église nous a reçus comme... Leurs enfants propres. Uh, the church has welcomed us as one of its children. Pour cela où nous ici. And that's why we're here. Je remercie à Madame qui, qui est partie nous filmer. I also want to thank the lady who's taking pictures. Je remercie beaucoup à elle. Uh, Michelle, I'd like to thank her for, for the photos. C'est grâce à elle que, qui nous a invités ici Because et vous nous voyez aussi en même temps. And she's invited all of you here. She brought all of you together. Moi, je m'appelle Betouvam. Tous mes enfants portent le nom Betouvam. My name is Betouvam. All my children have my last name Betouvam. Alors, mes enfants, quand ils sont arrivés ici en Amérique, ils étaient très, 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 très contents. And the children, when they arrived here in the U.S., they were so happy and excited. Ils disent qu'ils vont, ils vont prendre la mode des, des Américains. They said they were going to take the fashion of the Americans. Ouais. Ils disent qu'ils vont marcher comme les Américains marchent. They're going to walk like the Americans walk. Moi, quand ils parlent comme ça, moi, je les regarde, je, je dis, c'est bon. And when they say this, I think, ah, oh, that's okay. Parce que tu es chez, chez quelqu'un, il faut, il faut, il faut... Because when you're at someone's in someone else's place, you also have to take those Même things on. Même s'ils mangent les choses pourries ou les cacars, il faut manger avec la personne du, de, if, de ce pays. Even if the person in the country eats things you're not used to, you need to eat those things with that person. Voilà. 
Il faut respecter la loi de, de ce pays aussi. You need to also respect the country, uh, the laws of the land that you're in. Moi, je ne savais pas que je veux mettre pied ici. I did not know that I would ever put foot on this American ground. C'est Dieu qui nous a envoyé. God has sent us here. L'avion qu'on a montré, qu'on a monté pour arriver ici, c'est Dieu qui a payé, pas, pas nous. And even the airplane that brought us here is thanks to God that brought us. Je remercie notre arrivée ici. I thank every day the day we've arrived here. La maladie est partie. The disease is over. On va rester toujours vivant. We will stay alive. Ce n'est pas tout le monde qui va mourir. Not everyone has to succumb to this illness. Le bon Dieu est là haut. God is watching us. Il nous voit. He sees us. Merci à Dieu. Thank you to God. Je vous salue tout au nom de Jésus-Christ. And I'd like to um, bless you all in the name of Jesus Christ. Bon. Je m'arrête aussi aussi comme I ça. I better stop there. Merci. But thank you. Please welcome Margot Taylor. Thank you. Um, my name is Margot Taylor, and I um, just wanted to thank my dear friend Michelle. Um, the photo is definitely different from the first one to the second one, but I wanted to go back a little bit in that um, when I was a little kid, I, I was born to very um, unprepared parents, and both of them left. And so I was raised uh, by my family, but not consistently, and so I went from home to home and different uh, family members and different family members for various periods of time until I was about 14. And um, that left me feeling very unworthy and unwanted and not a lot of confidence. And I spent a lot of time kind of like this. I spent a lot of time looking at floors, every type of floor, linoleum, tile, hardwood, concrete. And I found myself on a lot of floors because that just seemed safer to be closer to the ground. My lack of confidence led me to, well, I drank a lot and I'm an alcoholic. And my alcoholism brought me to very dark, disgusting places, including the Ada County Jail with concrete floors that are very disgusting <laughs> and um, really gross carpet. I was about, I was 34 years old when that happened. And I remember sitting on the concrete and I had a video visit with my daughter. <laughs> She's 13 now. And um, during that video visit she said, 
Mom, are you dead? I can't touch you. And it was in that moment that I vowed to never go there again. And one thing about Ada County Jail is you have to do your own chores. And mine was the floors. And I had to vacuum and sweep with a very old vacuum. <laughs> And I went through every single emotion with that vacuum, pushing it back and forth over dorm three. And on that same day of that video visit, I promised myself if I ever got out of that jail, if I ever got clean, if I ever got sober, I would clean my floors. I would take good care of them. And I just wanted to have my own floor. And um, I did get out. And um, I rebuilt my life, and I have been sober since that time. And, um, and now have all the things I didn't back then. I have a job, I have my child, I have a loving partner, and we're building a home. And so, <laughs> and um, in our, in our first photo was right when we were on the lockdown, for better or worse phrasing, I'm not sure what to call it anymore, but um, we still had the house, the little 752 square foot house that we knew we were going to demolish and um, build something quite big. And then the three of us, plus our little dog, we were now in this little tiny space, just like all of you probably your world got really tiny really quick and perspective somehow shifted in ways I've never thought about the world before and um, our, our big house we suddenly wanted to make it smaller our big house plans and and so we did we did and um, my wonderful significant other is the contractor and the builder and knows everything that there is to know about building a home, which is good because I don't <laughs> um, at all. And so in our, our second photo, it just has our house number on it because that was the day we ripped up the floor. And um, we scraped every single little bit of floor and there was one particular part of the floor that was really special to me because prior to that right when things got really kind of scary my daughter's father tested positive for COVID and, and being a modern family with co-parents she goes back and forth and when she came back with us then we learned that he was positive and so we were all tested, of course, and, and my test, whatever reason, came back sooner than theirs did. And I found myself on the floor again, that one little section of the floor that I didn't want to rip up that day, but um, because I was so scared that I was going to lose them both again and, and not have any, I just, that sacred space was so precious to me and and I and um, they are so precious to me 
Um, and as I sat on that floor, truly like worried about the loved ones in my life, including her father, I realized how dirty that floor was. And I remembered that promise to myself <laughs> to clean your floor. You are blessed to have a life today that you get to clean your own floor. And, um, and so I got up and cleaned the floor. And then, like I said, we demolished the floor. <laughs> and then there was truly, truly nothing. And there is a house there today. Um, well, there is a structure. <laughs> um, building a house during this time has been very interesting. It's three times as expensive and twice as long, and um, it's exactly as it should be. It's exactly as it should be. Um, because we have our sacred space that I, I um, have wanted. Um, and, and I can look up now. And um, ironically, our floors were delivered today. <laughs> and so um, we'll see how good of a floor installer I am. But um, it, it's been truly amazing to, to have that perspective, to, um, to have that little moment where everything seems in focus because that's not always the case. And I love that our picture, um, the f part of it isn't in focus, and part of it is. And um, I'm so grateful for my family and, um, and the life that we've been able to, to build together. And I, I don't know if I would have the same respect and desire to hold that space as sacred as I do um, if it hadn't worked out the way that it's worked out. Um, but as has been said beautifully by the other uh, speakers, it just keeps happening and change keeps occurring. And um, I get to be present for that. And for that, I'm truly grateful. So thank you all very much for being here. That's all I have. Please welcome Allison Roper. My name's Allison, or Allie, and this is my story. So I'll kind of describe both photos. In the first black and white photo of 2020, when I look at this photo, I am drawn to the house and the trees surrounding the house. My children and myself are standing equal distance apart in the background to these objects. The irony is, is that the entire theme of 2020 was about going into our homes, our dwellings. And I purchased this house for myself and my children in the fall of 2009, placing an offer on the house before even setting foot inside the home because of those trees that tower like guardians over our dwelling. My children being in their early 20s, both were out of the house at college at the beginning of 2020. 
our daily lives as a family unit were very separate, just like the photo depicts. Three individuals standing strong like those trees. The second photo, the focus here is of our senior dog, Ginger, embraced and held and loved on the fort porch between myself and my son. To tell the story of this past year, it is necessary to go back a little bit further, actually about a decade. And it begins with change. And that was when we had Ginger, or she was found for us and brought to us by some friends. And she was a stray, and at that time, we were living in the basement house of a family member where we had all of our belongings in storage and we were getting ready, loading up the van to drive through from Idaho, through Mexico into Central America to live to Costa Rica for a year. Just myself and my two children and Ginger. And change happens, plans change. We couldn't drive, we had to fly. So we got all the necessary documents and the tickets and then plans changed again and a hurricane came and Ginger wasn't able to come and we flew without her. And she stayed with a family member. When we got to Costa Rica, there was, we had to find our new normal, new land, it was beach, not inland, Idaho. Um, new language, new school, new friends, very far from our family members that we lived so close to when we lived in Idaho. And we embraced that change. And we also dealt with challenge. Um, one evening, we were robbed in our home while we slept. And they proceeded to take all of our electronics. And when it happened, I awoke and I went to find the only two things that mattered who were asleep in their beds. As everything else is just stuff. We dealt with the challenge of roads being washed out, living in the jungle, and the critters finding themselves in our homes, and the scorpions, and creating a newness as you adjust and adapt. There's also a lot of joy. After we were robbed, we realized we needed a dog, which is why gender was in the picture to begin with. And we went to the local vet, and around the corner, here was a kennel with this black lab who had <laughs> the goofiest grin on his face. And my friend and I remarked that, that was a good dog. And he came home with us and stayed with us. And we ran him on the beach. And we would watch sunsets with our family, with our friends, as we were down there. We didn't have family down there. And we would notice, you know, the simple things in life. And living in Costa Rica, it was the simple life. It wasn't always the easy life. You know, there was a place to get your chicken, there was a place to get your fish, there was a place to get your produce, and figuring all these things out and getting from point A to point B would often be a struggle. But there was a lot of joy within that. We didn't have the technology that we do now. There was no social media, there was no constant bombardment of media. And there was also a global crisis going on at that time as well. If you remember 2008, 2009, financial crisis, not a health crisis. And we were, had our pod. We had our moms and our kids, and, and we were just living life in the jungle, in nature, the three of us. 
And there was also death within our story. One of the days the kids' school lived not too, was not too far from where we lived, about a mile, and we would walk on the dirt road to drop him off. And when I got back, there was a call from my father. And one of our family members had passed, making me not only a single parent, but the only parent. And as we drove, we flew home and dealt with logistics for two weeks and all the stuff and the drama. And it was such a blessing to be able to go back and deal with grief on a beach, something I always recommend. And there was a lot of happiness. When we returned, we went on vacation and we went to the volcano and we slid down the slides and we watched as this active volcano would these boulders would tumble down at night and we would talk about how grief and happiness are not separate that we get to hold form with both and with children it's really easy for them to do that and that brings me back to the current time and why I share that time our last year story cannot be told without going back in 2020, when the lockdowns hit, both my children were out of the house a decade later from our time in Costa Rica. And they were forced back home. They were living in their dorms and apartments and living those lives and really leaving the nest, if you will, and creating their own memories with their classmates and friends and professors. And here they were an instant forced back into their family home. And we dealt with change, lots of change. You know, how to deal with online school. That's not easy for anybody, or ideal. How to deal with the storms of the spring of 2020 um, with power outages. And I remember my son came in and, you know, he was just so frustrated and he's like face down on the couch, just groaning. He's like, this reminds me of Costa Rica. You know, all the times it was just the three of us. And there was a lot of challenge within that. My daughter graduated in our home, not big celebration at her school. Um, holidays were spent on Zoom with family. You know, and it was, within that there was a lot of joy. You know, joy of our neighbors and passing them and talking to neighbors I hadn't seen in a really long time who were just trying to connect and, you know, the times in the garden or walking in the foothills and probably the biggest joy were our two pets who Ginger joined us after we got back from Costa Rica and they loved, they definitely were living their best life and they loved us being there and would follow us from room to room, you know, where are we going to next, where are we going to next and what, you know, one more walk, that's fine, you know, and it was such a joy to have them, and my house was full again, you know, two senior dogs and two adult children. And there was also death. <laughs> um, in the spring of this year, as you can tell, a decade later, my dogs are older, they're senior dogs, and Shadow, you know, his was very, very sudden. We woke up one morning and he wasn't moving, and we needed to put him down the next day. And I remember going into the vet's office and he was doing better and he approached each and every one of us, including the vet, 
with kisses and thanking each of us, and especially thanking the vet. It was so moving of this, how do we embrace death and how to have a good death? And he went very, very peacefully. And a couple months later, actually that second photo where Ginger is being held, I had called Michelle a couple nights before when our photo was scheduled to be taken. And I told her I needed to postpone it because Ginger, who had been sick for the last year, she had been fighting diabetes and gross and going blind. And she kept coming back. You know, we kept checking in with her. My rule was I would be willing to do anything for her as long as she wasn't suffering. And so it was very different than Shadow, where it was just night and day. And with Ginger, it was one of those things where my son would wake up in the morning and he would look at her to greet her and we would just check in with her. We never knew what the next day would hold. And he would rub her ears and he'd look into her eye to eye. You know, he's very a kindred spirit to dogs. You know, and he'd look up at me with this smile and this smirk and he's like, not dying today. And Ginger would just start dancing. She'd tap her feet on the kitchen floor and wag her tail as if to respond, yeah, not today. And it was one of those things that we would do this time and time again, and you know, every morning that we would wake up. And at the end of you know, this year, all the changes that we went through, and my house isn't filled with adult children, and isn't filled with dogs and the noise. You know, I remember that from my son of grabbing her ears, giving her love, and looking at her and just being not dying today. And her respond enthusiastically every single time. Yep, not dying today. I thank you, each and every one of you, for listening. Thank you for listening. Story Story Porch Night was supported by Project Neighborly Idaho, an initiative by the Idaho Community Foundation to foster inclusion and inspire neighborliness in Ada and Canyon Counties. Story Story Night is funded in part by the Idaho Commission on the Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Thank you to our media sponsor, Radio Boise. Podcast production is by Stephen Baldessari. Our musical guests were Fiddle Express. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Have a story? Call the storyline at 208-917-1970 and leave a message. Please subscribe to Story Story Night on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks for being a part of our story. I'm Jody Eichelberger.